Amen. But as Zach told me a moment ago, he says uh, we have so much sickness. He says we're going to skip the special tonight uh, because our folks are out of pocket. So if you're well tonight, thank the Lord for that. I was thinking our New Year's right around the corner, and we usually have some type of a gift for all of our folks uh, on our Vision Sunday. And I think maybe instead of a keychain, uh, maybe we should just give out like boxes of emergency or something like that to keep everybody better. Uh, because I tell you, they are dropping like flies over there at the school this week. Boy, I had so many of our young people out, and evidently this is very contagious, and we have a very close group of young people, and uh, they just like sharing that, and hopefully not too close, right? Amen, as long as you're not too close. But I uh, do pray for several of our families out tonight. Uh, talk to some that were here this morning who relapsed tonight, and they're sick and running fever. But thank the Lord we're able to be here, amen, and thank the Lord for good health and uh, pray for our people. Check in on them. It's always a blessing. You don't have to, to worry them every day, but just let them know you're praying. And I know there's a lot of people who love to be here tonight who can't be. And on that note, let me say hello to my grandfather back there by my mom and dad. He doesn't get to come very often, but that's my grandfather, Sam. Sammy Myers back there, my mom's dad, and that's where I get my ears from. You want to know where I get them from? I get them from him. And uh, he's, uh, his name is Myers, and we say it affectionately, my ears, uh, because uh, we are very good listeners with uh, these radar towers that we have here. And uh, he was missionary in Mexico for many, many years, and uh, really, really got us uh, uh, grandkids involved in ministry early, and so thankful for his faithfulness and Mama's faithfulness through all the years. She's in heaven now, and I look forward to seeing her real soon when the Lord comes back, right? Uh, but right now, we've got a work to do, and I'm excited about what God's called us to do. Tonight, I want you to take your Bible out of 1 Samuel 14. 1 Samuel chapter 14. I do appreciate you being here, being in your place tonight. It's always good to look out and see God's people and uh, it's an encouragement to me, and you encourage one another by being in your place, and I assure you, you're missed when you're not uh, able to be here. So tonight, I'm thankful you're here, and I want to share something with our church tonight. I want to encourage you a little bit, and uh, I told Brother Zach, I says, man, no special. Uh, I says, we're going to be extra early tonight. He says, unless the Spirit gets in it. And uh, amen, I hope the Spirit does get in it, amen, and I hope we have to have at least two extra verses of invitation tonight as we all let the Lord work in our life, and I'm always thankful for the good spirit our church has and the good spirit our people bring, and I pray tonight you'll just open your heart to a very simple truth of something I'm going to share with you and specifically to Central Baptist Church tonight, and I pray that the Lord will work through that. First uh, Samuel chapter 14, if you would, let's stand together and we're going to read a passage that our young people, you ought to mark this in your Bible tonight, uh, a great victory that God's about to, to win here and it's something that you ought to take as a pattern of what God could do through you. First Samuel 14, we're going to read in verse 1 and then we're going to skip around so pay close attention. The Bible says, now it came to pass upon a day that Jonathan, the son of Saul, said unto the young man that bare his armor, Come and let us go over to the Philistines' garrison that is on the other side. But he told not his father. And Saul tarried in the uttermost part of Gibeah under a pomegranate tree, which is at Migron. And the people that were with him were about 600 men. Skip over, if you will, look down to verse 6. And Jonathan said to the young man that bare his armor, Come and let us go over into the garrison of these uncircumcised. That's the enemy there, the Philistines. It may be that the Lord will work for us, for there is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by few. And his armor bearer said unto him, Do all that is in thine heart, turn thee, 
Behold, I am with thee according to thy heart. Jonathan begins to tell him what they're about to do, and two men are about to go over and assault an entire garrison of the enemy of the Philistines. Two men. Two men are about to trust God to do what only God could do. If you look down, they devise a plan of how to know whether or not God has delivered them into their hand, and we'll not go into the details of all of that, but notice the Bible says in verse 13, and Jonathan climbed up upon his hands and upon his feet, and his armor bearer after him, and they fell before Jonathan and his armor bearer slew after him. And that first slaughter, which Jonathan, his armor bearer, made was about 20 men within, as it were, an half acre of land, which a yoke of oxen might plow. Now watch verse 15. And there was trembling in the host, in the field, and among all the people, the garrison, the spoilers, they also trembled, and the earth quaked, so it was very great trembling. We see what God did, and we see the reaction to that, and tonight I believe there's something for us, and I want you to pray and ask the Lord to help us tonight, to show us what we need out of the passage. Father, I thank you for this passage. So many times in my life I've read this very passage, Lord, as a tremendous encouragement of what you can do through your people when your people trust you. Father, tonight I, I pray, Lord, far, far beyond my words, far beyond the needs of our heart tonight. I pray that, Lord, you would give great grace and liberty, not just in the speaking, Lord, but also in the understanding. As, Father, we seek and, Lord, desire that you would work on your people's behalf once again, as you have in the life of Jonathan and his armor bearer. Father, help us to see what are the keys tonight, or that we might see you work and do a great work as you did through them. Father, I pray your will would be accomplished tonight. I pray, Father, for your leadership of your spirit and what to say and how to say it. And I pray during the invitation time, Lord, it would be a wonderful rallying time of your people seeking, Lord, to do your will, for it's in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I don't have a lot by way of an invitation or an uh, introduction tonight, uh, but I love this account because it is an account to where we literally in a moment go from a bleak situation to a blessed situation. We're reading a situation here to where things do not look good for Saul and his army. We'll get into that here just in a few moments. And the situation does not look like it is going to be uh, very pleasing to have a victory. And Saul is camped out there under the pomegranate tree and we know what God's about to do with Jonathan, but we know ultimately what happened here was all of God. Now, I'm thankful tonight God uses people, aren't you? I'm thankful tonight that I get to be a part of what God desires to do, and we get to be a part of what God desires to do, but ultimately, no matter how much we surrender and are willing, it must be God. It must be God. Listen, we have, we've, we've gotten too good at the mechanics of ministry. Uh, we know how to go through the motions, and we know how to put on a show, but in the end, it's got to be God. And if God doesn't do it, it's not going to happen. If it does happen, it's not going to last very long. And yet, we see God working here in this bleak situation becoming a blessed situation. You read between the lines, you can tell there's great anxiety here. There's great concern about what is about to take place in this battle, and little did they know that as bleak as the situation was, and as much anxiety and concern as there was in the air, God was about to do something that only God could do. Folks, can I tell you something today? I don't know if you realize this, but the same God is still on the throne today. Do you know that? He's still there. 
And understand tonight that regardless, listen, it may be a family situation that looks bleak. Uh, it could be a financial situation that looks bleak. Uh, it could be a health situation that looks bleak. It doesn't matter. Our God is still capable of taking the bleak and turning it into the blessed, but it revolves around the faith of his people. What we're reading here is direct result of faith. And by the way, the word of God tells us that without faith it is impossible to please God. There's no way that we can go about this life. There's no way we can impress God with our singing. My goodness, I was listening to the choir back there a moment ago. The choir sounds great. I mean, even with the low numbers of people that are sick, well, the choir sounds great. But you know, tonight, God's not impressed uh, just with our talents and our abilities. What impresses God is faith and faithfulness. That's what impresses God. And I believe tonight what we're reading about in this passage is a wonderful example of what God will do when his people just have faith. And his people trust him to do what is beyond themselves humanly to do. Well, tonight I'm going to preach a message. It's entitled, Getting Past the Pomegranate Tree. Getting Past the Pomegranate Tree. And I want you to notice tonight, we're going to, we're going to walk through this passage and look at three different people. And I want you to find yourself tonight in this passage and find out whether or not you are camped out under the pomegranate tree. I want you to notice the Bible says in verse 1 that's, that uh, Jonathan goes to his armor bearer. His armor bearer, he says, let's go see what God will do. The Bible says in verse 1, he told not his father. Now, where was his father? Well, verse 2 tells us. And Saul tarried in the uttermost part of Gibeah under a pomegranate tree, which is in Migron. Now, the first thing I want you to notice tonight is a sidelined servant. A sidelined servant. Here is Saul. He is the king. He should be leading into battle. But for circumstances, the Bible does not tell us exactly why he is camped out underneath the shade of a pomegranate tree. Now, folks, can I tell you the simple fact of who God is? And what God is capable of doing ought to remove us far from camping out underneath the shade of a pomegranate tree. Because of the God that's still on the throne and what he desires to do through his people, you and I tonight ought to be resolved that there's no need to be a sideline servant. But watch this. Here is Saul camped out. Now, I don't know what he's doing. Perhaps he's battle weary. I think we could all relate to that a little bit, yes? battle weary. Perhaps tonight he is a little discouraged because he is simply outnumbered. Listen, not only is he outnumbered, but he is outgunned. Saul is sitting back under the pomegranate tree on the sidelines when he should be out there leading the charge in battle. Maybe it's because he's discouraged he's outnumbered. Perhaps it's just simple fear. I don't know why. The Bible doesn't tell us why, but Saul is sidelined and sitting under the pomegranate tree. Missing out on what God is about to do. Now hear me out. The pomegranate tree tonight is a place that all of us are going to find in our service at one point or another. No matter who you are, no matter if you're the king of Israel as Saul was, or no matter if you're just a faithful Christian, there is going to come a time in your service to God where you will find yourself sitting sidelined under the shade of the pomegranate tree. You're going to find yourself out of the battle. You're going to find yourself retreating a moment. And you're going to find yourself questioning whether or not God can win the battle that is in front of you. Don't get me wrong, the Philistines are still there. 
the battle was still there. The battle still needed to be waged. And yet Saul is now sidelined, trying to decide what he's going to do and whether or not God is going to work on their behalf. I can't help but think about Jeremiah the prophet. I've read through that many times in my life, and I remember reading about how Jeremiah wanted to quit at one particular time in his ministry. You recall what he said. You recall what he said. He says, I have spake violence and spoil because of the word of God. And he says that every time, and I'm paraphrasing, okay, every time I open my mouth, I seem to get in trouble. That's what he said. Here's what he said, though. Listen close. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. Do you know what he's saying? He's saying, listen, I have tried to do the will of God. I have, I have tried to preach what you said preach. And every time I open my mouth, they want to kill me. There's a reason they call him the weeping prophet. And I'll tell you tonight, I believe Jeremiah found himself a pomegranate tree. He was sidelined from his service. I don't know, could it have been discouragement? Yes. Could it be difficulty? Yes. Listen, there is not much that will sideline you like discouragement or difficulty. There's not much that will make you want to quit in the will of God that when things get tough and when you get disappointed and people let you down, there's nothing that will sideline you like that. And at some point you'll find yourself here in the shade of the pomegranate tree. I believe the Apostle Paul understood these feelings, 2 Corinthians 7. The Bible says, for when we were coming to Macedonia, our flesh had no rest. Do you ever feel that way? You ever get in that spiritual battle and you're fighting and maybe you have fighting at home and you have fighting at work and maybe you have uh, turmoil in your heart. He says there's fighting and fears without and within. We sing that in the song, don't we? And after a while, it loads up on you. After a while, you find yourself in the shade of this pomegranate tree. Paul says we're troubled on every side. Without we're fightings, within we're fears. What is the pomegranate tree, if you will, tonight? It's a place of spiritual uncertainty. It's a place of questioning. Now, would it be wonderful if all of us had the faith that we should have, that we never doubted and never questioned God? I wish I had that type of faith. There are a few people that I've known in my life, I believe they have had that kind of faith. And by the way, I try not to be around them very often because they make me feel bad. You know, they don't want to hear me whine. They don't want to hear me complain. They don't want to hear about the pomegranate tree. But most of us tonight, at some point, you'll find your way to the pomegranate tree. You're out of the battle. You are sidelined. You are sitting in the shade. You are uncertain about the will of God and moving forward. And when, that's when we begin to question God. Oh, how Satan is very good at getting us to question God when we're under the pomegranate tree. What was Saul questioning? I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us. But I do believe he was questioning the battle. We are outnumbered. We are outgunned. How on earth are we going to win this battle? Can I tell you tonight, you're going to get to this place one day in your service to God. And you need to know what to do when you get there. Because I believe tonight there's a lot of Christians still camping out, sidelined from service under the pomegranate tree. Uncle Jerry Pertell used to tell me years ago, don't doubt in the night what God gave you in the light. I wish I'd have come up with that, you know? If they ever come up with Christian fortune cookies, that'll be in one right there. Don't doubt in the night what God gave you in the light. But could we be honest at times, it's hard, isn't it? Oh, no matter how sure you are about the will of God and what God desires you to do, Saul knew God had called him to be king. Saul knew that God had set him aside for that. Saul knew that was God that did that. And yet now he sits back in the shade of the pomegranate tree trying to figure out what is he going to do. 
that's an uncertain place that I don't think any of us would like to go. We read in 1 Kings 18, when Elijah is preparing the altar there at Mount Carmel, the Bible says he goes and he puts it in order, and he tells the people, if God be God, follow him, and if Baal be God, follow him. You know what the Bible says the people said? Not a word. Not a word. The people were still sitting on the sidelines. Can I tell you tonight, I believe the reason our country's in the shape it's in is there's too many of us tonight, we've made our way to the shade of the pomegranate tree, and we're sidelined from our service. Now listen, I don't blame you tonight. I don't blame you. It's been difficult. It's been hard. There has been discouragement. There have been disappointments. There have been difficulty tonight. But it doesn't change the fact that God is still on the throne and God desires to work, but he wants to work through his people. At some point tonight, we've got to decide that we're going to get off the sideline and out under, from underneath the shade of the pomegranate tree. Now the second person I want you to see tonight, probably my favorite, Notice, if you will, look down. Here's in verse 1, Jonathan. The Bible says, Now it came to pass upon a day that Jonathan, the son of Saul, said unto the young man that bare his armor, Come and let us go over to the Philistines' garrison that is on the other side. But he told not his father. His, he repeats it in a little more detail in verse 6. Watch what he says. And Jonathan said to the young man that bare his armor, Come and let us go over into the garrison of these uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us, for there is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by few. So first we see a sidelined servant. Now I want you to notice a stirred soldier. Here's Jonathan, and Jonathan has been sidelined waiting on dad. I mean, dad, let's go into battle. Dad, let's get out there and fight the enemy. The enemy's there. God is still on the throne. It doesn't matter. God can save by many or God can save by few. It doesn't matter to God. And all of a sudden, here's Jonathan. He's tired of being a sideline soldier. He's tired of sitting in the shade, waiting on something to happen. All of a sudden, Jonathan decides, hey, I want to see what God will do. Can I tell you something tonight? Each and every one of us have got to get to the place of the stirred soldier where you're tired of being in the shade of the pomegranate tree. Now listen, I don't know how you got there. I don't know if discouragement puts you there. Disappointment puts you there. Difficulty puts you there. It doesn't matter how we've got there. But at some point, something on the inside of you has got to get stirred again to see what God wants to do. And you leave the confines of the shade tree and go trust God to do what only God could do. At some point tonight, you got to move this thing forward. At some point tonight, we've got to get out from underneath the shade. Hey, I don't know why he was there. I don't know what the circumstances are that caused Saul to get to that place of idleness, but I know we'll all get there at some point. You know what we need tonight? Regardless of what got us there, we need something to be stirred on the inside of us. Something needs to be stirred on the inside of us again. You know, here's, here's what I say. When I'm under the pomegranate tree, and you're sitting there, maybe you're discouraged, maybe you've gone through difficulty, maybe you've had disappointment, and that's why you're there, and that's why you're out of the battle, and that's why you're idle tonight, all right? Maybe that's how you got there. And here's what I tell God. God, if you'll make the circumstances around me better, I'll get up and I'll get back in the battle. You ever been there? God, just remove the difficulty. 
Hey, God, just give us more weapons. Hey, God, just give me this, and then I'm going to get back in the battle. Can I tell you something tonight? When you're under the pomegranate tree, you don't need God to settle everything around you. You need God to stir something in you. And when God stirs something in you, that's all you need to trust him to do what only he can do. That's what we need tonight. We need God to stir us again. We don't need God to figure out all the X's and O's. We don't need God to answer all the difficulty. We just need God to stir something in us. Why? Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. There is something already inside of you that has overcome. What does the Bible say? 1 John 4, 4. You're of God, little children, and have overcome them. You've already overcome what has forced you into the shade of the pomegranate tree. God has already given you victory over that. Can I tell you how ashamed I get of myself at times when I worry about things that my God has already given me victory over? That when I fret and I worry and I wonder, oh my soul, how are we going to win this battle? And my Father reminds me, you're already an overcomer. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. That's why what revival simply means is when God stirs up that that, that you already have inside. That's what revival is. You know, we think revival, you know, revival is when we have, you know, a thousand people in church. No, listen, revival is just when God stirs what's inside of you already. That's what revival is. You know what the answer, look, you know what the answer was to this battle? Somebody had to get stirred. Somebody had to get stirred. Oh, tonight, can I tell you what the answers to our problems are? We just need to be stirred again. We need to be stirred again. I was reading just this afternoon how many times in Scripture you find though the Bible says that God stirred his people. I was reading in Haggai this afternoon where the Bible says in verse number 14, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel. The Bible says that he stirred him up to build the temple, the house of the Lord. And the Bible says the remnant of the people, they came and did the work on the house of the Lord, their God. What got them out from the sidelines? It was the spirit of God being stirred again. Folks, we act sometimes like Saul, we're camped out and not realizing the same God that called us is still on the throne. He's not gone anywhere. God still wants to give victory, but what is he waiting on? He's waiting on his people to be a stirred soldier. Here's Jonathan. Jonathan says, let's go see what God will do. Now here's what Saul doesn't realize. Saul doesn't realize God's about to do a great work. And oh, what a great work it was. Just two just two. Two guys, here's Jonathan and his armor bearer about to go over and fight an entire garrison of Philistines. Just two. But it was two who says, let's go trust God. Watch what he says in verse 6. It may be that the Lord will work for us. There is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by few. Can I tell you tonight, oh, the revival we would experience at our church if we just put faith in the unrestrained power of God again. Jonathan says, it's no, no big deal for God to save by many or to save by few. Why don't we see what God will do? Revival, would break, I believe it would break out in this church and in this city if just the people that are here tonight would make up their mind. You know what? We're going to trust in the unrestrained power of God to do what only God could do. Probably one of the best lessons that will ever come out from the pomegranate tree is when you realize you can't, but God still can. And if we'll trust him to do what only God could do, 
Oh, my soul, no telling what God could do before he returns. Number two, notice the stirred soldier. So we have a sidelined servant. Now we have a stirred soldier. Jonathan says, I, I'm tired of being sidelined. Oh, what a day it will be in your life when you get tired of being on the sidelines. Tired of camping out in the, under the pomegranate tree. I, I want to get back in the battle, all right? So here he is. He's stirred. He wants to get back in the battle. But who does he go talk to? There's one more person I want to share with you tonight. He goes to his armor bearer. We don't know the name of this young man, but this is, these are one of those unnamed people I want to meet in heaven. I want to meet this guy. He's one of my heroes. So he goes to his armor bearer and he says, hey, uh, let's, let's go see what God will do. And, but then watch what the armor bearer says. Verse number seven. And his armor bearer said unto him, do all that is in thine heart. Turn thee, behold, I am with thee according to thy heart. I believe the armor bearer has the last thing that we need tonight to get out from underneath the pomegranate tree, and that's a certain spirit. Notice he wasn't questioning. He said, let's go forward. Do all that is in thine heart, turn thee, behold, I am with thee according to thy heart. You see, it wasn't a question of whether they could or not. It was a question of whether God could. Do you realize tonight that we look at our world and all that needs to happen and change in our world and we fret about how hard the job is. But it's not a question of whether we can. The question is whether God can. You know God always could and, and God still can. The hang up tonight, listen to me, is if God is willing to work, my Bible tells me God is willing to work. I believe tonight that all the resources of heaven stand behind the people of God who just choose to take him at his word. I love in scripture, I, I've told you this a few times, when you study that phrase, at thy word, it's amazing. Always something good happens in scripture when someone says, I did this at thy word. You ever wonder what good is on the other side of that for you and your family tonight? I think about the ten spies. Do you know why they missed out on what God wanted to do? Because they didn't have a certain spirit. Oh, let's go see what God will do. Joshua and Caleb are begging them, listen, get off the sidelines. Let's get in the battle. Let's see what God will do. And they said, no, there's no way we can do this. We're as grasshoppers in their sight. Now, folks, tonight I believe with all of my heart it's time to get out from under the pomegranate tree. Get off of the sidelines. Decide I want to be a stirred servant, and I'm going to have a certain spirit that trusts God. But there's a catch I want to give you before we close tonight. And, boy, here's the invitation right here. There's two words I don't know, probably 18 months ago, I was reading verse number 7. And these words jumped off the page to me. Jonathan asked his armor bearer in verse number 6, let's go over and see what God will do. His armor bearer said unto him in verse 7, do all that is in thine heart. And I want you to notice the next two words. I believe they're very vitally important tonight. Watch what he says. Do all that is in thine heart. And then he says this, turn thee. Turn thee. I didn't understand that at first. You know, sometimes you're reading it and you're like, I just don't get why you put those words in there. Can I tell you what I believe is happening? Jonathan goes over to his armor bearer and he says, let's go over and see what God will do with these uncircumcised Philistines. Hey, let's get in the battle and let's trust God to do what only God could do. And he's talking to his armor bearer that is here. And his armor bearer says, do, do all that is in thine heart, turn thee. I believe that Jonathan is talking to that armor bearer. And he says, hey, you want to go over here and see what God will do? And the armor bearer says, yes, I want you to turn thee. Here's what he's saying. 
He says, hey, I'm with you. Hey, let's move forward in the will of God. Turn the, here's what he's saying. We can't move forward as long as you're looking backward. The only way we're going to move forward and find the will of God and what God desires to do is for you to quit looking over your shoulder and move forward in the will of God and what he's called us to do. Can I tell you something tonight? Oh, how I believe God wants to move Central Baptist Church forward. Oh, I believe tonight that there's so much that God desires to do with our church. But my soul, we've been through a lot in four years. Amen. We've been through a lot. Can we be honest? Difficulty, a pandemic, you have a new pastor, new staff. We've had year after year after year of things happen and instability. Amen. It's the truth. But at some point, at some point, we've got to resolve, turn thee, let's look forward. We can't move forward while we're looking back. And at some point, we've got to decide that what God has before us will overshadow what is standing behind us. At some point, we've got to decide, turn thee, quit looking over your shoulder, let's get on board with the will of God, and let's move this thing forward. At some point tonight, each and every one of us have got to have a certain spirit that what God has planned for us is something only he could do if we'll just trust him for it. Folks, at some point, we got to come out from under the pomegranate tree. Look, I don't know, I don't know what caused you to be sidelined. I, I don't know, but I know there's enough happened, amen? There's been enough heartache. There's been enough division. There's been enough difficulty. Listen to me. Any church trying to do the will of God is going to face growing pains like that, I guarantee you. But at some point, at some point, we've got to have the certain spirit of the armor bearer and say, turn the, hey, you don't have to look over your shoulder. Let's go together and find out what God wants to do. Now, folks, I believe we've yet to see that. I believe we've yet to see that. The question is tonight, will you and I have that certain spirit or, or are tonight we going to be content to be under the pomegranate tree when the Lord Jesus comes back? I told somebody the other day, I believe the Lord's coming back soon. I mean, I, really, I believe really soon. And I don't want to be under the pomegranate tree when he gets here. I want to be going over to the garrison of the Philistines to see what God will do. Can I, can I tell you something as your pastor? All right. Can I tell you something? I'd love to be able to lead forward and not look over my shoulder all the time. I'd love to be able to find out what God has planned for the future of our church and, and not wonder. Listen to me, I'm not a perfect pastor. I assure you of that. But oh, I tell you, we serve a perfect God and his grace is sufficient to make up for my faults and for your faults as well. At some point, why don't we just decide we're going to move forward with this thing and figure out what God's got on the other side of this? Why not tonight? We sing the song. Why not tonight? Why not tonight? Hey, I'm not looking over my shoulder anymore. Yeah, we went through a lot. Yes, we've been through a lot. Yes, there's been difficulty. But by the grace of God, we're going to climb over this mountain and see what victories are on the other side for those who trust him. Can I tell you? You've got to make up your mind like this armor bearer. Watch what he says in verse 7. He says, do all that is in thine heart, turn thee. Behold, I am with thee. Jonathan says, hey, are you ready to see what God will do? He says, I am. I am. Can I, can I ask you, wouldn't you love to see what God would do? Wouldn't you love to see what God would do? You, you get tired of being under the pomegranate tree, camped out, 
fretting, worrying, trying to figure out how this is going to happen and what's going to happen here. Hey, meanwhile, we ought to just be this stirred soldier right here. I want to see what God will do. Hey, do you know what we need tonight? We need some dads to get out from underneath the pomegranate tree. Let's get off the sidelines. Listen, let's get out from behind the sidelines in the shade. Let's get in the battle. Dads, let's lead our families tonight. Moms, hey, let's lead our families tonight. Lead these kids tonight. Hey, listen, our older members tonight, we've got to get to the place where we're looking forward to what God desires to do, but we can't look forward and serve forward if we're constantly looking back. Philippians 3.13, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Can I tell you, the same God that did this for Jonathan is the same God we serve today, and if you and I just decided, I want to see what God will do. I want to get on board and look forward to the hand of God working in and through our church. I believe we've yet to see all that God has planned. Can I tell you tonight, we've got to move past the pomegranate tree. I think it was Brother Lenny this past week. We were talking on the phone. I appreciate Brother Lenny very much. And if I ever get in a fight, I'm calling Brother Lenny to be on my team. Amen? I think he can handle it. I told Brother Lenny, boy, there's something on the inside of me that wants to see what only God could do. And I'm not a special guy, all right? There's nothing more special about me. You, we're just plain folks from South Mississippi. But boy, our God is special. And I believe tonight our God wants to do something. And when he comes back, I want him to find us trusting him, looking to him, begging him. Hey, there's people in Hattiesburg that haven't been reached yet. We haven't reached this town. There's families tonight that need this church, who need you to be a faithful member in this church, but we cannot do it tonight if we're not looking forward and trusting God for what only God could do. Donald Rumsfeld said, I believe it was uh, during the Bush administration, Donald Rumsfeld said, you go to war with the army you have. Now, folks, if that's 30 of you, if that's 300 of you, I know God is not restrained to save or to work by many or by few but it's time we move forward. You ever feel like you're going to die if you don't? You ever feel like you're going to die if you don't see what God could do? I don't want to waste another day of my life not seeing what God can do. But folks, can I tell you tonight, it's going to revolve around each and every one of us deciding, I am. Turn thee. You don't have to look over your shoulder. Turn thee. Let's go see what God will do. Tonight, I'll give you this and I'm done. I've made up my mind. I've made up my mind. I'm going to go see what God will do. I've made up my mind. I want to see what God will do through this church. I'd love to have every one of you go along for the journey. But folks, that's a decision you've got to make. And oh, that tonight we'd make it as a church together. That tonight we move forward. Tonight we look forward. And tonight we trust God to do what only God could do through this church. It's time to get out from underneath the pomegranate tree. And it's time to get back in the battle. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. Folks, tonight, I pray that God will stir your heart for what only he can do. And that you'll desire to see God do what only God could do. Tonight, at some point, you have to decide what the armor bearer decided. All right, you don't have to look over your shoulder. I'm, I'm going to look forward to what God desires to do. I'm tired of being in the shade of the pomegranate tree. I want to see what God will do.
Tonight, I just want to beg you just for a few minutes, would you have the courage to just trust God again? Would you make your heart available to be stirred by God? To look forward. I want to look forward. I don't want to look back anymore. I want to look forward. I don't know why things happen the way they do. I don't know why we face some adversity that we face. I don't know. But I do know God's still on the throne. And I do know if we as his people will trust him, we'll see God work like Jonathan did. Father, I thank you tonight for Jonathan and his armor bearer. And Father, I'm thankful tonight that Lord, you preserved in your word for us what happens when your people just trust you. And Father, tonight I believe, Lord, a lot of things outside of our control, Father, have pushed us to the side under the pomegranate tree. We're out of the battle. We've been sidelined. And Father, maybe we, we've been hurt. Maybe, Father, we've been disappointed or discouraged. And Father, for whatever reason, we find ourselves under the pomegranate tree out of the battle tonight. Lord, I pray you'd stir our hearts as you did at the heart of Jonathan. That, Father, we desire to see what only you could do. And that, Father, we trust you to do what only you could do. And that, Father, our spirits would be stirred that we're not going to look back. We're only going to look forward, desiring, Father, for you to work in and through Central Baptist Church. Lord, this city needs this church. Our families need this church. And there are people we've yet to meet who need this church. And, Father, I pray tonight that we'd be the people to help show them what a mighty God could do when his people trust him. Father, tonight, I pray you bless this invitation. That, Father, today, Lord, we'd be able to turn the page and look forward to what you desire to do in the future until you come. And I thank you. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. In his name we ask these things tonight. Amen. Let's stand together. Heads are bowed.